Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on a Friday morning. Yeah, I was planning on watching USA and Australia play basketball tonight. Guess what? No game canceled. Bradley Beal into protocol, and he is out of the Olympics. He is not happy. He'd grown up dreaming of playing in the Olympics, and he is out. And now the U.S. is looking around for a replacement player who's in shape, who can fill in with the team really quickly, who roughly replicates Bradley Beal's skill set. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, And as far as getting to see the U.S. play again and play a better team, well, now they got one tune-up game left, and that's with Spain on Sunday, assuming that gets played. Uh, we had Joe Ingles on late in the show from Las Vegas yesterday, and we're going to replay him here later in the show. Uh, but he made it clear the protocol is super strict. He's being real careful because he doesn't want to have happened to him what happened to Bradley Beal. He said if you test positive at this point, you're just basically out of the Olympics, which is what we're hearing with Beal. So Joe's coming up. You'll get to uh, you'll get to hear his thoughts in the U.S. Maybe they'll get to play Spain. Maybe they won't. But that's our uh, that's the only game left on their tune-up schedule. They played three, lost the first two, beat Argentina in the third, and now the fourth one with Australia is off. So it's uh, Sunday Spain, and then a Monday flight to Japan, and away they go. It's go time. All right, so there's the uh, the basketball. Well, obviously, then you got the NBA Finals on Saturday night. It's Game Five, and I know Phoenix has a home court. And at the start, I thought Phoenix was going to win this, but I got to say, watching Milwaukee fight back, they showed some fight, and anything can happen. It's a 60-40 call, but at the start of the series, I felt Phoenix 60-40, and maybe it's just recency bias. But man, I like the way Milwaukee fought back, and they've been in trouble in other series and gotten through. Now, to be fair, so is uh, so of the Suns. Um, well, I think the Suns are now three and one in games five, six, and seven. They actually haven't had to play a seven, so they're three and one in games five and six. And the Bucks are four and one, so both these teams have gotten better. It's funny this whole narrative about uh, Budenholzer, the Bucks coach, and he doesn't make adjustments. But they've got four wins and one loss in games five, six, and seven. Sounds to me like he's making adjustments. Seems. Pretty obvious he's making adjustments. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't be five and one late in those series. <laughs> they're late in the series because they're losing early. But then he's making adjustments. <laughs> oh well, they were down 0-2 to the Suns. They were down 0-2 to the Nets. They beat the Nets in seven. They forced a game six with the Suns. Maybe more. We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I think I feel pretty good. And, and I just think Giannis is also the best player. Maybe not by a lot, but I think he is the best player in this. And. Uh, <clears throat> And Middleton gets better as series goes along, too. Now, can they get Drew Holiday going? That, that four for 20 in game four, we kind of glossed over that because his team won, but shooting 20%, that's brutal. That is horrible. Four of 20. All right, that game is, uh, that game is tomorrow night. And, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a big chunk of it. I'm going to have to tape that because RSL will be playing LAFC at the same time. RSL starting six games in 22 days. I'm trying to get into the Gold Cup, but I'm struggling. I mean, the U.S. beats Martinique 6-1. to The U.S. is like 330 million people. Martinique has 367,000 people. How am I supposed to get worked up about that? We, we got them like 1,000 to 1. We got a much bigger talent pool. <laughs> we had to win 6-1. to one. Wait, we did win 6-1. to one. All right. U.S. and Canada to see who wins the group in a Gold Cup on Sunday. And if it's a tie, Canada wins. Uh, Otherwise, the winner of the game wins. But if it is a draw, then Canada will win the group. Uh, But the top two go three, and some of the third-place teams are going through, too. So 
We'll see how that plays out. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Craig Bowlerjack and then Joe Ingles. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz, but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack. We had him on yesterday about 8.30, kind of late for you early risers. Talked to him a lot about the uh, the NBA Finals. And uh, and then we're going to be into drafting free agents really quick. The draft's at the end of the month, and then free agency's in early August. So it's... Uh, what are we sitting here, about two and a half weeks away, and it will be go time. Crown a champ, draft some new guys, and then wait for the musical chairs to start with the free agents. So a lot to talk about with uh, Bowler. You'll hear him drop some last nights. He always does, referring to uh, Game 4 of the NBA Finals. But he really does know what day of the week it is. So here's Craig Bowlerjack with PK and I. Bowler, good morning. Hey, DJ, PK. Oh, how are you? Hello, good. I love Hello. you. Won't you tell me your name? <laughs> DJ, PK, Bowler. <laughs> you didn't mean that literally. <laughs> All right, Bowler. Two games apiece. The Suns win two at home. The Bucks win two at home. Three to go. It's best two out of three. Who do you got? Oh, my goodness. Well, look, um, home court's everything, right? So someone's going to have to steal one. Well, the Bucks. Uh, so, you know. Uh, this one's uh, this one was easy to call about five days ago. That was been the Phoenix Suns, who are absolutely dominant, and I was really impressed with their play in the first two games. Now the Bucks in that uh, just scramble, get it done, defensive mode, and Jake and I were just talking about the recovery block by uh, Giannis last night, big time, big pi- big time play, big fourth quarter. Uh, I still have to lean Phoenix way because they have a game seven at home if necessary. But this is a better series than most thought. I liked it. Entertaining game last night. Hard fought. Loved the fourth quarter. Uh, the threes aren't really falling for either team. But uh, the mid-range jump shot, man, it's huge. It's keeping Phoenix alive. It did at least on the road last night. Uh, but I was impressed with uh, Middleton, Antetokounmpo. I mean, those are efficient numbers. I mean, PK, come on. Double-double, eight assists, three steals, two blocks. Um, he didn't play all that well in Phoenix, but uh, games two, three, and four, I've been pretty impressed with the big guy. Yeah, the thing that stunned me was like 78 field goal attempts to 97 for the Bucks, yeah, and that is right. a startling number. And and if the Bucks do that, they have a 20 field goal attempted advantage. I mean, I don't know what the win percentage is, but I got to believe it's really, really high. Well, they got to the free throw line a lot too last night, and that frustrated. I think that played a big part. I don't know how you guys looked at it last night, but you know Booker was you know Booker was incredible. I'm looking at highlights right now. Let me turn it down. Uh, but you know Booker goes 42. Chris Paul struggled, but um, you know it's it's about free throws. It's about getting in the head of your opponent a bit. It's what the home court does. Look, Salt Lake is loud. Vivint Arena is awesome. 
um, you know, fear the deer. <laughs> Look, that crowd was crazy last night. Uh, doesn't happen often, right, to have a finals uh, in your building uh, and a chance to win it. And you're, like you said, it's it's down to just a mini three game series and how this turns out. You flip a coin, but I like the way the Bucks are playing right now. They're much more engaged defensively. Um, the mid range shot on both sides of the ball, on both sides of, uh, of the floor. Are uh, really kind of the bread and butter. What the Suns like to do, and what the Bucks like to do too, especially with Middleton um, and Holiday. Uh, Chris Paul was just off his game last night, but it tells you how important he is to the Phoenix Suns. And and Aiton didn't get as many touches as I thought that maybe he would. Uh, he did not get to the, get to the free throw line, but I still like the way Aiton's played in the series. Uh, he's a he's a he's a dual threat. But I don't know what the separator is going to be. You know, that's what I keep trying to think to myself, TK. Uh, what what will be the difference maker in the title here? And uh, is it going to come down to Booker? And is it going to come down to to Antetokounmpo? It, it may just be those two guys, or you may see a Middleton, or you may see Chris Paul um, save the day. Um, Thirty six years old, he wants a bat, and I get that. But that game seven, if they if it goes seven, which I'm guessing it will, uh, is going to be in Phoenix, and that could be the difference maker. Really, home court could be the final to have the final say. So the finals is a bigger stage than a regular season game, so that's just not even comparable. But just like in the moment, you're more impressed with Giannis. The hips and shoulders are squared up. He's defending Booker. And he spins, does a 180, takes off, finds the ball, oh. and gets the block. Or Rudy gets fooled at the top of the key and recovers all the way back to the rim to get the swat and call, and, and save the game. Uh, DJ, at- those are both. Well, look, I mean, because it's a finals game, that's a dynamic, maybe, well, game four saving play. But Rudy's ability of on top of the key to recover that quickly to go baseline is just incredible. I mean, that's why Gobert is a three-time defensive player of the year. Giannis, obviously a two-time MVP and could be a could be a finals MVP the way that he's played. So, you know, if Rudy could do that in a finals game, we, we wouldn't be surprised. But we see it the way that Rudy can recover is really his calling card in my book. I mean, Gobert is drawn out. Look, it didn't work quite quite his way against the Clippers. He didn't know whether to go guard Terrence Mann or stay low on the block and guard rim and he jumps out late you got to make those decisions and it's difficult to do and one of the things I think the Jazz will be looking at in the offseason about just another you know guard uh, that can go out and jump out and defend but that's a whole nother conversation but both of those plays are, are dynamic I mean that's what bigs are supposed to do but the feet the way the the footwork of both those guys are absolutely phenomenal and that play last night will be replayed uh, all day, probably was all night, and again all day. Probably reviewed again for game uh, for game five. But that was that was a hell of a play, and probably in my book, I thought that moment probably changed the way that the outcome of this game uh, last night. So when you say this play will probably be reviewed all night, what you're saying is all night long, all night long, <laughs> all night. All night. All night. 
<laughs> Got to get Tim Lacombe to sing that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Play along. I like it. <laughs> the thing- oh, my. It's been re- replayed, replayed all night long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great thing about the Bucks is that when you look at their lineup right now, they played, what, seven, eight guys? Uh, I think T got 11 minutes. And you look at how they assembled this team. Brooke Lopez is the highest drafted player on this team at 10th. Giannis goes 15th. You got Holiday 17th. Chris Middleton, second round, 39. Uh, Connaughton, uh, second round, 41. P.J. Tucker, second round, 35. It's not the traditional way. And I just think it's outstanding for the league to send the message that do your homework, do everything that you can the right way, and you got a shot. You know, PK, this is going to be talked about um, if the Bucks win uh, for a long time. Uh, and because, to your point, it's been – I read a great article the other day. It's like a 10-year mission by Milwaukee to get to this point. And I think, you know, we're also in a world where it's win now. And it's, um, it's, it's a long road, but you, you just kind of went through the whole process of, of how they've built this team, the pieces needed, free agency, draft picks, Lopez, by the way, Antetokounmpo, who uh, they really uh, just went out and said, We're, we believe in this young guy and look what he's become. Um, you know, his line again last night is superb, Middleton, Lopez, remember, saved the day when Antetokounmpo had the hyperextension on the knee and came out and had a career night. But he's a solid guy. Uh, didn't have a good three-point shooting night last night, but he, for a big, he can shoot the three. I like the team. It is what That is team. It's very much like how the Jazz have done it, team. Uh, and sometimes that word doesn't go well, in my opinion, when I travel uh, within within the NBA. It's like, ah, come on, man. The team, now you got to have the big three. And, you know, it's refreshing. And I think the ratings have proved that. Look, they're only really comparing it to last year in the bubble, but there was so much discord amongst fans about Black Lives Matter and and COVID and all the issues that people were just like, you know, upset about and um you know the numbers didn't prove out okay you know anger reset and if people don't like the way this series has gone it's i'm sorry it's it's the way it is it's not lebron it's not kd it's not luca uh but it's it's guys that bust tail and even chris paul love or hate him the guy has played his backside off uh, to get to this point and you know, Booker's grown up. Uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton has grown up. I mean, you're showing that you can still be at a high level with players who fit a system. And I, that's what I applaud, you know, the Bucks doing. They, they put the right pieces together. Uh, they struggled during the regular season, but they found their way. And that's, what, that's all that counts is that you're one of the last two teams standing at the end. Um, but I think fans, I don't know, what do you guys, I, I, do you guys agree? I mean, some of the people I've talked to have actually, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to have new faces, some new young stars growing. And, you know, I talked to Doris Burke not long ago. And, 
she thinks it's really on the networks um, to really help grow new new stars in this league. You know, we get fixated on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Look, they're talented, yes, uh, but they go to big markets and they're on television a lot. Zion was on, I think, more than anybody last year. And look, he's in New Orleans, I get it. But it's, again, how you hype or build a team. And networks, she was saying, maybe had some responsibility uh, or irresponsible in some ways of ignoring some teams or some stars. I thought it was pretty intriguing. Maybe this is one of those situations where the, the Milwaukee Bucks and even the Phoenix Suns are getting their just due and letting fans around the country see just how talented uh, this group is. Well, I think it's uh, they're they're not embracing social media enough. The sizzle reels, those opens that uh, the, the sizzle reels are good, but in the digital universe, how come they're not doing them for all of the top one hundred players? How come they're yeah. not doing them for every player? I mean, there's probably a point of diminishing returns. Guy ten isn't playing enough; he doesn't have enough awesome video to make it. Right. But, but why aren't they doing it for the top fifty or hundred players? Um, you know, to the degree you use music, when you do one open to a game, you know, you have to pick: Are you using classic rock? Are you using rap? Are you using country? Well, when you're putting stuff out on social media, why isn't there everything? I mean, there's literally no limits here. Yeah. And and there's a chance, and, and you're of the era, you know this, and the NFL gets a lot of credit, and CBS gets a lot of credit, the cold opens that they did in the 80s, kind of setting the storyline. If you go back and look at them, I mean, they were good, but they weren't that good. I mean, everything changes. You know, yeah. the pace they're editing at, it's totally different. So... There's that kind of chance to build storylines, and I think there's a there's a lot of work to be done there if they yeah, choose to do it. They're also getting a lot of money because even though people the viewership is dropping for these big events, whether it's the baseball All Star Game or it's the NBA Finals, viewership's dropping, but it's not dropping as fast as the viewership is dropping for everything else. Mm, true, scripted true. dramas, sitcoms, and all that they're they're taking a much bigger hit. Yeah, they are. So, you make a great point about you know the visual elements that that television should use to their advantage because as a, I think as a society, it's a visual and an audio type of excitement that they can bring. The way things are edited, the way things are presented, whether they use a TV or radio call, uh, just to put an exclamation point on the particular player or the particular moment mm-hmm. to relive it and to bring it into your home. Uh, you can do it the lazy way or you can take, you know, find some, some incredibly talented people who can give you the, they give them the thumbs up to say, go do this and make a presentation. As you said, those dry opens, you know, on, on football uh, was something again is to catch your attention, to pull you in and keep you there. And it usually always, elevates you know the excitement level but it also promotes a particular player or two that they're going to you know focus and concentrate on and it helps build you know their reputation and their star power um it depends what the networks want to do are they gonna you know what are they gonna do in game five i mean is it going to be all Giannis? is it going to be a chris middleton who may not be the sexiest name around the nba because of the the 40 point night that he put on are they going to do you know, show the frustration of Booker and and the Phoenix Suns. I don't know, but I, there there's some points to that too. I mean, I think you you have to draw the viewer in more and more now, and 
television has still has that that blessing to visually and audibly, you know, let you hear, see, and hear the sounds and sights of a game. Uh, just depends if they want to go the distance to do it. Buller, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again. Hey, tell Joe to put $10 down on red, will you? <laughs> okay. The Utes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten, 10 on red okay. yeah, for the Utes. We'll do. Utes, yeah. If he really feels if he feels lucky, go 20. And All I'll right. try to I'll try to run into him later and take care of that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. All right. There is Craig Bowlerjack. When we come back, Joe Ingalls from Las Vegas getting ready for the Olympics. That is next. Stay with us. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz, but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from Joe Ingalls in Las Vegas. Now, uh, when we spoke to Joe in the 9 o'clock hour at the end of yesterday's show, he didn't know at that point, the news wasn't out that Bradley Beal was going to miss the Olympics. Uh, we knew a player had gone into protocol. There were reports it was Beal. Those reports turned out to be right. And now it looks like Bradley Beal's out of the Olympics. And Popovich is saying he's heartbroken because Beal always wanted to play in the Olympics growing up. Uh, you look at the age of these guys now and you think, wow, these young guys now, they, are, uh, they, they don't remember a time when the, when the college kids played. And the last time the college kids played was 88. If you were born in 88, you are 33 now. And you would have no memory of the 88 Olympics, right? You'd have to be in your 40s, you know, to 41 years old. Well, then you were 8 in 88. So, uh, Beal always wanted to play. He'd seen the NBA guys do it. He wanted to get to the NBA, wanted to get to the Olympics, and uh, it's a bad break for him into the protocols he goes. So, uh, U.S. has got to find another player. And as you will hear... uh, as you'll hear Joe Ingles say, he he really wants to go to the games. He's gone before. He wants to medal. He wants to do it for himself. He wants to do it for his teammates. He wants to do it for his country. So he is being super careful. And uh, he's you can hear in his voice he's pretty tired of COVID and all the rules and all that. But these are the rules if you want to play in the Olympics. So uh, he's trying to get to Tokyo. Here's Joe Ingles with PK and I. This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to talk Olympic basketball with Joe Ingles. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, you got me in trouble with my tag team radio partner. Uh, did I? 
So there's these <laughs> tune-up basketball games, and I'm watching them. You're playing uh, Australia's playing the United States, you know, and it's it's an exhibition, it's a tune-up. But I get completely sucked into it, and then PK's telling me it's a tune-up, an exhibition. Dial it back, big guy. But I was watching literally from the start, and in the first 25 seconds of the game, you got right up into Durant, you defended him, then there's a whistle and a foul, and then you're yakking at him. And at first, I'm looking at his body language, I'm like, man, Joe's gonna egg Durant into a fight. 25 seconds into the game. And then they cut to another camera, and Durant is trying to suppress a laugh. Like, what is Joe doing? I can't wait to ask him. What were you doing with KD? Um, I was trying to defend him, which uh, is uh, obviously a pretty tough task. Um, No, I just tried to obviously, I mean, it's, I don't know how many games of ours you've watched in my uh, Australian career, but Bleed. Um, I mean, that's, that's how we play. We're we're a, a gritty team. It's what we've always had to do. Um, especially when I first started, we've had to get into teams, play defense. This is how we, we. When I first started, we had one NBA player, so we were we were struggling to to kind of keep up with teams. And um, yeah, we we get up into teams, and and he didn't. He, Definitely didn't do it on purpose, but as I got up into him on the first play, he squared up and got me in the uh, the baby maker. So <laughs> um, wasn't too bad. Lucky it wasn't too too hard. But he, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And obviously, I, I knew he did do it on purpose. But um, no, nothing, uh, nothing in it. It was a bit of fun, and um, yeah, glad we uh, glad we got a win. So when you guys get together as a national team, it seems like your team in particular, and probably a lot of the national teams, they're able to, at least to a, to a degree, pick up where you left off. But the Americans don't have that. How important is the fact that there's a lot of uh, consistency in your national team from competition to competition? Oh, I mean, it's... It's extremely important. I think, um, obviously, the tough part for probably America, probably being the only one, really, is the the amount of players they can choose from. Um, we obviously still have a, I think, a pretty broad and, and big group of, of guys that we can choose from. Um, but obviously, America's is always going to be every NBA American, every NBA player, which is is a lot of players around the world. So, um, yeah, we've. We've been together a long time. We've actually got, I think, seven guys that are going to their first Olympics. So it is a bit of a new team for us. We've got Matisse Seibel, who has never played with us before. He's never, never. Been, I think he knew like two or three of us before we, he came into camp. Like he really didn't know anyone. Um, we've actually got a new coaching staff this year. Um, a complete new coaching staff. Everybody's um, uh, different. I think. Maybe one guy's the same. So um, it, it's been different for us this year, actually. Um, probably the most in in kind of the recent history. So um, we have played together a bit. Um, our, our coach was our coach 13 years ago, um, which is different. Um, but yeah, just just having a, a group of guys that have been there together. Like I started playing with, with Paddy when we were 15. So we're still playing together now. So that kind of shows the consistency we've had with our group. And um, it definitely helps us. And um, 
for us and and there's a lot of other countries as well as obviously use it as an advantage we we're a few steps ahead of, of knowing how each other play and what we want to do off the ball and stuff like that so it's definitely a bit of an advantage but um obviously usa and there's other countries too regardless of who's out there it's still a, a very talented team so we're hearing a lot about how international ball is referee different. And if, aside from the rules, and you know the goaltending rule is very different and all that, but are they? How differently is the game called? How much of an adjustment is that? Yeah, it's it's extremely different. Um, we hadn't played for a couple of years just because of COVID and stuff like that. And um, the first game we played against Argentina here in Vegas, our whole team was was probably using probably the first half to kind of get used to the rules again, and um, the, the five can stand in the paint the whole, or anyone can stand in the paint the whole time. There's no three seconds. Um, the courts, I don't know if it is smaller, but it, <laughs> it always feels smaller. Uh, obviously, with the three point line being a bit closer. Um, not as much space in the lane to, to play pick and roll and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like you said, hit, hitting the ball off the off the hoop if it's bouncing. There's there's no like euro fouls. Um, that's an unsportsmanlike foul. So they get shots in the ball back. So it, it is it is very different. Um, I actually said after the first Argentina game, I forgot how how physical it is. It's it's just extremely physical. Um, the guys, Argentina especially, pick up full court the whole game. Um, even US were, were up before a bit most of the game as well. So it's a it's a very different style. It's it's refereed different. Um, obviously, for us, like I said, and a lot of other countries, you I, I mean, we've played these rules. You, you get used to it, but but it still takes time to to adjust to it. And, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll get used to it. Um, we'll get more and more comfortable, but it's it's very very different to the the NBA, which obviously the USA is something kind of very foreign to them because they've they've played with these the, the NBA rules a lot longer. I'm wondering, you know, with the NBA, you guys had strict protocols that you could uh, what you could do away from the court and all that stuff. How's it with you guys in this situation? Um, yeah, it's still pretty strict. Um, I thought we'd be getting more lenient as we've gone on here this last couple of years, but it's um, kind of dangling around the, the same same area. So uh, we we still test every morning um, here in Vegas now, and um, pretty much in a bubble. Um, obviously, uh, a bit more to it's kind of going on. We're, we're in obviously in Vegas as four teams here I think three or four teams and, and I think more teams coming in to play USA a bit later after us um, but really apart from kind of leaving our rooms for, for practice and games there's, there's not too much going on um, we've organised a, a couple of team events we had a, an Australian guy host us last night at his house and obviously they had to go through a a few day check of, of him being vaccinated and testing leading into it and all that and, and it was completely outdoors the whole day um, but he invited our men, men's and women's team over there for for the night to have a, have dinner because we really just we really haven't gotten out the hotel too much there's a couple of places in the hotel we can grab a coffee and, and things like that but um, 
it's also on the flip side from a, a player's point of view or staff um, if you get COVID at this point um, you're pretty much not going to the Olympics it's, it's that close so our, our guys have been pretty smart um, just trying to trying to limit kind of seeing people and doing as much obviously we're still playing the games and um, a, a, only a few people have um, kind of tested positive since we've been here for a couple of weeks now so um, yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating at times, and you want to go out and do something or sit by the pool or whatever it is. But um, in my mind, I don't want to I don't want to miss the Olympics. So you do everything you can. Obviously, um, as we were during the NBA season, it's still a chance. Obviously, with with playing against guys and and, and whatever, I'm, I'm around my team every single day. Um, so obviously, still a chance. But just trying to limit those chances as, as much as possible. So for people who don't know the storyline, and you kind of referenced it when you were on with us last time, so I read up on it since then, Australia has finished fourth four times, the best country that's never medaled, 0-8 with the semifinals and then the third place game when you had a chance to lock up a medal. So when you tell us if you get COVID, you can't go to the games now, with this storyline and with you being so invested in the national team going to your fourth Olympics... I'm thinking you're way more locked in on this than most jazz fans realize. Yeah, I I really am. Um, and when I say we can't really leave those tail, like I literally haven't left my room. <laughs> um, I've walked downstairs to, to grab some coffees and stuff like that. But um, again, like I said, I, I understand regardless there, there's risk involved. That's just the way it is. Um, that's the way it was in the NBA season. Um, we made the decision during that time that, that our kids were going to be at school. Obviously, I, I knew the risks involved with those type of things. But um, like I said, just doing everything possible uh, away from, from those little risks to, to, to not um, kind of get myself in trouble. So um, wearing our masks still um, on the buses and stuff like that and to and from the games or whatever it is, Um but like you said at the, the start, I've put too much time and effort into this to to not have or give myself and my team and my country and my, my family and my, my kids a chance to, to for me to, to, to bring this medal home. Um, me, my, well, Patty and I, 12, 13 years ago when we first started, um, kind of started um, putting the time in, I guess, to, to build this to where we, we thought it could get to. Um, and like I said, we had one NBA player. It was a lot tougher for us. We, we were we were still a good team, but it was a scrappy fight to to win a game, to win every game. Um, and we finished. I think we finished seventh or eighth for a, a few years there. And we've built this thing to, to what it is now. And, and being, I think we're ranked third or something in the world. Um, but like you said, never being out of medal. Um, and we've put so much time and effort into this and been so invested. It's why we've played every off-season for 12 years now. Um, and we've got it kind of the flip side of our team when we first started. It's a, it's a bunch of NBA players now and, and a couple NBA players and a couple guys in Europe. So um, all of our guys understand that. All of our guys understand um, what we believe in our team and what we can do when we get to Tokyo. Um, and, and a part of that is, is, like I said, just just deleting as many of those risks as possible. Um, again, obviously, we understand that 
regardless, there, there's some things that go on. But, um, yeah, just trying to limit them so that we're, we're as healthy as possible going into to Tokyo here. We we leave in four or five days now, I think. So we're we kind of at the, the final stretch to get there. So just being smart, the last few days to get there and, and then lock back in again when, when we get over there and, and figure out the rules and what we're in for over there. So you speak of that there was only one NBA player in the beginning, and now you've got several. Is that just an increase in the talent level of coming out of Australia? Um, yeah, definitely of the, the talent level. And then obviously a part of it, too, I think is just the, the, the world recognizing Australian players. I think um, being so far away in our beautiful little country down there, it's, uh, it's, it wasn't um, even foreign players in the NBA not just Australians, but back in the day, obviously it's it's grown and grown and grown. Um, obviously for us, with with Bogut kind of recently being, or more recently being the number one pick, and then Ben Simmons and Dante was a high pick, and what Paddy Mills had done being the fifty fifth pick or whatever he was, and and winning a championship, and and Delhi winning a championship, and Baines was with the Spurs, and, and, and things like that, and then. Um, yeah, you just you, you get these role players come in, and, and, and uh, I think it just widened people's search for, for players instead of purely the NBA or all that the, the the few high high level Europeans or South Americans or whatever. So um, yeah, I mean it's a massive change for, for our team, we we or our country. We uh, like I said, I think it was um, Boga was the only one when I first started and. You flip it back and, and look now and you look at the squad of 25 we had and there's 10, 11, 12 NBA players in the squad. Not all of them um, are with us now, but there's such a, a big talent pool for us to choose from, um, which is is nice. It's nice to have to have plenty of options where in the past we, we haven't had as many options. It was 10, 11 of us that were playing in Australia in the NBL, um, and obviously for for us to compete with with that team, we like I said, we we played played extremely hard. Um, but at times there was just games that we 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 couldn't win with with the talent we had. Um, we could play as hard as we wanted, but we were always just just missing out or, or just losing. So um, yeah, it's been a, a hell of a twelve years, really, just trying to. Like I said, for, for Patty and I to, to be involved back then and, and push it and, and try and build it, and for the players themselves to to, to work so hard to, to put ourselves for, for them to put themselves in a position to, to have a shot at the NBA. So, are national teams open to players coming back and saying, "Hey, we're doing this. We're working on a, on this skill development"? Because watching you play, you got a lot of the shots for Australia against the U.S. that you get. You hit three threes right away, and some of the shots are the shots you get for the Jazz. And I saw that new, improved, quicker, higher release you've worked on. So, do you take a lot of that stuff back? And do other guys, as Patty Mills, take a lot of that stuff back from your individual organizations? Yeah, we we do have as much time as we can <laughs> obviously there's there's team practice and stuff like that because we we haven't been together but um we spend before practice after practice um kind of segments um two or three of us obviously it's very different we don't have 10 12 coaches and, and one each um we've got four or five coaches and the physiotherapist rebound and the doctor rebounds and our equipment <laughs> manager rebounds and it's um, you kind of make do with what we've got, which which I actually really enjoy. It's it's 
I've said it before that there's nothing like the the, the camaraderie and the no egos and and everybody's in it for the right reasons. It's it's, it's very very it's very different to anything you get um, with with our national team. I don't know about other teams, so I'm not going to comment on that. But it, it's the reason I come back and play every year because the enjoyment I get from being around these guys um, and our coaching staff and our doctors and our, everyone that's involved. Um, but yeah, we, we get plenty of time to, to do things and. Um, I know there's a few things I can work on. Um, again, it's not as um, in-depth probably as what I would be doing if I was with, with Bailey and back in Utah working out. Um, but, but we get shots up. We get to do things. We, we, we can play off little things. I can obviously easily tell one of the coaches to, to do X, Y, and Z if, it, if I want to do it for, for the next season as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of fluent, fluently uh, fluent. Um, movement between the, the kind of the jazz and the the boomers in what I can do um, leading up to the tournament. Obviously, once we get there, it's pretty locked into the team stuff. Um, but we've we've got a bunch again. Uh, we've got a bunch of professionals that, that want to get better individually as well. So um, we, we've got a hard working group, and um, yeah, we we do a lot of stuff pre and post practice. So since you have some downtime in your room, I don't know if you've been able to follow the NBA playoffs. If you have, are you pulling for yeah. Jay Crowder? Uh, I haven't watched any. Um, None, I love huh? Jay Crowder. Yeah, didn't you say he was your favorite teammate? Something like that? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the best. Um, but I haven't watched, and I wish him all the best because I, I love him, but uh, I'm still not going to watch so you're just watching how to hit uh, fastballs when you get that in the cage against Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I'm going to smack that. That's not a <laughs> that's not a question of uh, no. I've been watching some other TV shows and and uh, I mean again like the the like, the camaraderie with this group and uh, we've got some new guys like Matisse Thibault. Never we at the dinner last night. I was sitting with him and I was kind of joking with him, but asking if he knew everyone in our team's name. Like, that's how fresh he is with our group. Like, he... Um, but we, we sit up in our team room and play cards and we um, have a meal room and obviously very different to them. We, we've we pretty much eaten every meal together, um, which is, is, is so much fun. We've, we've sat with our girls' team a couple times and had coffees. Like, it's... It's hard to even explain the, the difference between a, a professional team and, and what we do here. Um... But that's why, like I said, that's why we keep coming back to play because it is so much fun. And, and obviously we've got a burning desire in us in, inside our team to, to, to get our first medal. Um, so that pushes it all along. But it's, um, yeah, it's so much fun being with these guys. Well, if you're not watching games, that's one thing. But if you haven't seen the clip, you have to see Giannis Antetokounmpo's block late in Game 4 because I didn't ever think I would see a block as crazy and as thrilling um, as Rudy I Gobert's game-winning. One, one, uh, one of the guys on the bus did on an alley-oop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he showed me that. Good on him. Hell of a play. I wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you don't. You're not interested because you're bugged. The Jazz aren't playing, or you just don't give a crap. Well, I don't care about. Obviously, I, like I said, I love Jay. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't care. I'd rather be playing. And I wish I wasn't. As much as I love being here with my team, I wish I wasn't here. I wish I was still playing. Sure. And, um, getting on the plane 
whatever the day after winning it to, yeah. to meet these guys. Um, but obviously we're out. That's not um, we can't do anything about that right now. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, I just don't. I, I watch enough of our games and um, watching some film and our team and speaking to our kids and. Um, it's a big, the big five five year old birthday coming up. So it's uh, yeah, there's, there's enough going on um, that I don't need to worry about watching the NBA. So Bogey hits a game winning three. You just kind of casually raise your arms. Mills hits a game winning three against the U.S. You kind of casually raise your arms. What's it going to take for you to go crazy? <laughs> oh, I kind of just knew they were both going to make the shot. I mean, Boyan, as soon as he even caught that I felt like it was going to go in um, there's been a couple of them yeah. Houston one I wasn't sure he was going to go in the Milwaukee one I knew for sure it was going in um, Paddy's done this before um, I remember in what year was it 2012 maybe in London mm-hmm. um, we had our last game against Russia and it didn't mean anything like we were both finished where we were regardless but um, obviously, we, we played to win anyway, and inbounded it to me, and I threw it to Paddy. Ran a little play, and I threw it to Paddy, and he made the same shot—a very similar um, kind of hand. Well, it wasn't off a handoff. I threw it to him, but a same similar screening action, and um, it actually reminded me of that. As soon as he caught it, I was like, "He's going to make this." <laughs> it's just what he does. <laughs> it's just what he does. So, um, yeah, he's a hell of a. Hell of a player, one of my, my closest friends, and um, to be able to play and do all this with him is, is a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's the reason we keep coming back. All right, well, bring home the silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go gold, Joe, sorry. As long I as the U.S. Have, is uh, in the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah if they yeah. get knocked out early. Sure, fine. Yeah, yeah. But that won't happen. The U.S. is <laughs> going to win the gold. When we win the gold and we come back, I'll be uh, won't be in any type of basketball shape for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be on the sidelines doing some some sprints to get back in shape for a couple of weeks there. But um, no, I'm excited. It's, it's I mean, it's the Olympic Games. It's something that for us in Australia, we grow up wanting to to be a part of and play. And um, to, to be able to go to my fourth is is something I never ever thought of. So to be able to go again and um, fight again for a medal and, and try and do do what no one in Australia has ever done with, with men's basketball. It's um, it's a it's a goal that we're we're trying to get. So we'll uh, we'll head off here in a few days and, and see how we go. Well, it's probably too late now because all the COVID protocols and everything. But had we known, PK and I would have would have come on the trip, rebounded for you, and given the doctor a break. Let him focus on medicine. <laughs> I I wish we'd figured exactly. that out earlier. It's so funny, man. Like you come from obviously a, a unbelievable. I'm not saying this isn't professional because it, it is, but um, the organization of, of Utah and there's anybody will rebound for you and do whatever they have to do to whatever it is. And I was looking around. We were doing five on five the other day, or just walk through against some of the the coaches, but we don't have enough coaches, so. How like doctor was in there. like it's just it's so funny seeing them dressed in jerseys and trying to rebound and they're trying to fill up our protein shakes after and then running over to rebound again and our equipment managers running off in a little car to go and do washing in some pay washing pay thing that it's we're a scrappy group it's what we do so it's 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 pretty funny but it's it's a lot of fun it's why it's why I love coming back and, and doing it.
Well, Joe, we appreciate the time. We love uh, we love hearing the stories from Las Vegas. And if we have a chance to talk to you in Tokyo, we'd love to do that, too, depending on how things work out for you. But uh, we're ready if you are. Yeah, no, of course. We'll, uh, we'll get it going and uh, play out one more game here. We find the 16th. What's that, tomorrow? Against yeah, USA yeah. one more yeah, time and, yes. and then kind of head off the next couple of days. So appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. All right, there's Joe Ingalls when we come back. What is trending? All the headlines, British Open update on the way. Stay with us.